Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hey guys, welcome back to Table Reads. Holy shit, it's been a minute. Um, I mean, not for you, for you, like we're just posting every week because we're goddamn awesome. Yeah. But for the three of us, it's been a couple of weeks. So right out front, uh, I I just want to say none of us remember the character name, the character voices we used for anything. Uh, This shit's going to be different. It hit me this. It hit me like the other day that I for every I was like, you know, I'm going to do a little homework and I'm going to listen to it in the car and I'm going to write down. (laughs) Like <laughs> who was doing what voice in the car, uh, Jeff? Yeah, this is unsafe. Yeah. There's no one on the road. It's just <laughs> me. <laughs> it's just me and the one cop that sits in the same spot every fucking day trying to catch me. <laughs> Do you live in Hazard County? <laughs> you used to. Oh, Roscoe P. Gold Train, looking out for you me. and my heap of trouble, boy. <laughs> How you, how you gentlemen been? I've actually been traveling a good bit. since I think the last podcast we actually did, I was in Mobile, Alabama. And then this week I was in Savannah, Georgia. This oh, is great. Oh, I I've love Savannah. Tra- I've not been traveling, but I've been, I've been doing very well. I've been traveling also. I made it all the way to the mailbox yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> was there any good stimuluses in there? You know, all I'm getting is campaign flyers lately. It's weird. <laughs> all of that. They're, they're just asking and not giving anything. <laughs> it's just four letters asking if you'd like a stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> but for oh, me, I, I might give you a stimulus check. So I got a direct deposit of my stimulus check. And then like a month later, I got a letter with Donald Trump's signature on it saying like, I sent you money. I'm the greatest. Yeah. You should donate it to Biden's campaign. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good, Jeff. (laughs) That's real good. I love that. Um, Let's jump in. Previously on Table Reads. As we go into part three of the Star Wars, a lot has happened. I'm just not totally sure what. We know a kid got murdered, uh, and our young would-be hero punched a princess in the face so that he could save her while dooming the rest of the planet to annihilation. Uh, There were also, like, three kings, a bunch of politics, and more characters than Robert Altman would know what to do with. Uh, Frankly, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, When we left off, we had just reached somewhat familiar territory with a scene quite reminiscent of the attack on the Tantive Four that opens a new hope. Fade in. All right, Sean, where did uh, where are we picking this bad boy up at? Scene thirty-seven, sub hallway, Royal Space Fortress. Nice. And I'm there. A huge explosion rips a large hole in the ceiling of a <laughs> sub hallway. <laughs> Get right right back into that shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What the fuck? A2 and C3 are in a state of shock as they scramble through the rubble. There is a constant sound of creaking and snapping as the sections of the hallway resettle in the fortress superstructure. Jeff, you you were A2. I was A2? What did I do? I don't remember, but, oh, th- but this is this is R2 with speech. You're a mindless, useless philosopher. Come on. Let's go back to work. The system is all right. Was I C3? Or was oh, I yeah. Me? Yeah, you were doing your best I Tony was. Daniels. You overweight glob of grease. Quit following me. Get away. Get away. Suddenly, the hallway lurches and a dead trooper falls through a gaping hole in the ceiling. 
fuck. What voice do we want to use for him? (laughs) (laughs) The foot of a carcass is caught in the rubble and it hangs upside down, staring at the two robots. A2 grabs C3 and they cling to each other in terror. We're lost. We're destroyed. Three sharp blasts from an air horn send the two androids running for cover in a burned out doorway. Five grim-faced troopers riding small rocket platforms past the two mechanical men. Governor's Quarters, Royal Space Fortress. The five troopers race through several hallways and finally stop in front of an important-looking office complex. Two officers dismount and enter the complex. They pass through several heavily guarded doorways until they reach the main chamber. Seated behind a large cluttered desk, surrounded by generals and attaches, is Governor Horus. General Vader paces in front of a row of blank monitors. The two officers salute General Vader. I want to point out here real quick. uh, They're saying General Vader because in this edition, Darth is not a title. This is his fucking name is Darth Vader. First name Darth, last name Vader. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I guess. So he's not the Darth Vader we know. He's just a guy, right? There's no Anakin. There's no Anakin. He's just Darth Vader. Honestly, I believe to the core of my being that when they filmed and edited and released Star Wars A New Hope, George had no idea how much of a badass Vader was. Mm. Because if you think about it, like, uh, you've got a fucking dude from uh, Roger Rabbit, like, oh, your your dedication to that hokey religion hasn't given you the foresight of where the yeah, ah, choke. Yeah, yeah. Like, if that dude's talking back to Vader, they have not established that Vader is the badass that Vader is. Word. I don't think George Lucas knew Vader was a badass until like season three of the Clone Wars. Like, no, I think what happened was I think shit. what happened was he looked at the toy sales and he went, "Oh shit! I think we need more Vader in Empire." Maybe, maybe they do. The Chinese toy makers say he can do this. So what can I do with this that will make him cool? <laughs> make kids want to do this. It was literally action. like the fans were like Darth Vader is badass and George was like can we make Darth Vader more badass in this movie like don't have old man yell at him maybe <laughs> he had to sit down and have a have a, a chat with the actor for Grand Moff Tarkin be like listen I know you were going to be the main bad guy <laughs> but, <laughs> but they liked the guy in the motorcycle helmet <laughs> <laughs> That was Lawrence Kasdan's like pitch. It was like, okay, Darth Vader, he's awesome. Okay, okay, like this. You're hired. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. I love this. How can that guy have so much money? Uh because oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he took he took a half million dollar pay cut. That's how he has so much money. Oh, okay. So so basically what happened was George Lucas went to Fox and was like, okay, look, nobody has high hopes for this movie. That was true. Uh, But I would really like to own this. I'm I'm really like close to it. So if you let me retain all the rights to the movie, I will take a half million dollar pay cut. And Fox was like, fuck, yes, we just saved a half million dollars. And then George was like, so toy companies, uh, can we talk? Right, that's what it was, right? He was a better businessman than he was a, a director. Uh, oh, yeah. Actual director. Writer, yeah. Like, he, kept, like, he kept accidentally falling into people making excuses for it, and it became art. Yeah. Like, he didn't have any money, so they shot all that shit on, like, grody-ass desert place, and everybody's like, wow, the world's so lived in. This yeah. really separates it from Star Trek, where everything's shiny and new. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I meant to do that. Everything's yes. covered up with oil and dust. It, it wasn't because we were shooting in the desert, and it was windy, and we didn't have the manpower to wipe everything down. 
<laughs> you can like actually see scenes of Darth Vader in the in in the New Hope, where like he's got like fucking fingerprints and shit on yeah. his helmet from the from the fucking prop directors like putting it on. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now somebody cool. gets now somebody gets paid like sixty thousand dollars a year to put CGI fingerprints on that same helmet. Right? Yeah, they're like leave right. them in. It's like, well, you can't really see them. Make them better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Why can't you just put a fingerprint on it now? Well, we've got to do we've got to spend the money they gave us. <laughs> CG, CG some wires onto those pterodactyl. You know, creatures. George doesn't like a camera to film anything. <laughs> <laughs> he hates cameras. Shut him off. If you take him on a on a tour of the set and it's anything other than blue and or green walls, he's pissed. <laughs> wow this is a beautiful desert and or forest wow <laughs> wow <laughs> so so about this puppet yes why does it exist <laughs> why isn't it blue where's gonzo <laughs> <laughs> all right who wants to be first officer i'll be i'll be first officer who's gonna be vader Okay. I think I was doing Vader actually. Oh yeah. You, you, okay, you do Vader. You do Vader. Uh, oh, because I have the echo effect. And you're being effect. you're being Horus, right, Jeff? I'm, I'm Horus. He's he was fat fat ambassador, right? Okay, so I will play everything that is not those two people. And I okay. believe you were reading Skywalker in an Obi Wan voice. I am. I am. I'll be. I'm also Skywalker. In, we remember uh, a couple of things, guys, he, he but just a couple. Voice. I'm Montross and half the and I'm half the military. Perfect. All right, I'll be first <laughs> officer. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> All comlink power is out. Oh no, fuck! That's that other voice. <laughs> <laughs> you said Obi Wan. I'm like I'm like four glasses of wine in, so I'm like you're Obi Wan. Oh! First officer is Skywalker in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it better, Jeff. Uh, all right. Uh, all comlink power is out. 22 transformer sections have been destroyed. The situation is grave on all southern levels. Comlink communication should be repaired shortly. It was southern. There's fucking poles on this ship. It's a big ship. The officer the officers salute, turn and leave the chamber. The general turns to Governor Horace, who looks a little worried. Don't look so worried. Not even a die could penetrate this fortress. We've already wiped out most of their forces. If, if, if it goes on too long, we'll run over budget. W when do the landings begin? Okay, I'm actually going to not do the echo on Vader. Um, that's what we were doing last time, because we realized that he's not Vader Vader. So I was just doing um, James Earl Jones. I remember now. As soon as the attack... <clears throat> As soon as the attack has been broken, not long. A short, stocky attaché salutes the general. Contamination has set in the quadrants B5 and R4. All sections are sealed. We've lost two major power stations in the southern quadrants. That puts section 5-1 in serious trouble. The general turns away and in controlled anger and embarrassment. War Room, Underground Fortress, Tanawi. The general sits in a glass-enclosed computer station, watching the battle progress on several monitors. An officer enters and salutes the general. Analysis reports those ZQ configurations are definitively the power transformers. Everything in the southern sectors of the fortress is out. I'm surprised they are still using external power units. It's a definite weak point. Concentrate on searching for the main crosslink transformer. The officer exits as Montross rushes in. The Senate has voted to end the war. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> they can't do anything without the king's approval, which gives us a little time. Have you been able to regain contact with the king? No, sir. All ground communications are jammed. Send four men from third squad to meet the king and escort him back. Let me know before he arrives. Is Captain Bala back with the princess? No, sir. They're long overdue. Pilot leader checks in over the intercom. All right, base one. We're in position. An officer with headphones looks to the general. He signals to attack. 
Tanawi starships. All four starships dive in formation towards a main transformer area flanked by several solar towers. That's you, Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Pilot leader. Oh, I'm about to scroll down too far. <clears throat> Hold your fire until we're within point zero five four. Make it count. Several ack ack lasers begin. <laughs> It says ack ack lasers. Ack ack. Oh my god, that's amazing. Several ack ack lasers begin to open fire on the approaching spacecraft. Ack <laughs> ack. Uh, the starships direct their fire at a large black transformer, which, when hit, spurts bright blue and white electrical arcs. One of the starships, Devil 5, explodes and careens out of formation. Leaving an erratic trail of smoke before eventually crashing into a solar panel. Subhallways, Royal Space Fortress. The impact of the exploding starship can be felt throughout the giant fortress. The tall, gleaming C-3 races through several corridors, yelling at A-2, who struggles vainly to keep pace with his stubby mechanical feet. I don't care what you do, but I'm getting out. All the power's out. Those explosions are coming from the reactor section, and this is the end. Abandoned ship. Our work. We can't leave. It's desertion. It's not possible. It's not possible. Your programming is so limited. My first order is preservation. You stay. I'm going to eject before the whole thing goes up. C-3 breaks open the seal on an emergency life pod. A red warning light begins to flash, and a low hum is heard. The lanky chrome android works his way into the cramped four-man craft. These life pods aren't for us! It's not right! A new explosion, this time very close, sends dust and debris through the narrow passageway. Flames lick at the two robots. The runt-sized A-2 jumps into the life pod. It's the end! Eject! Eject! The safety door snaps shut, and the pod ejects from the fortress. Tanawi starships. The terrified androids in the life pod speed away from the fortress and past the attacking starships. Object approaching, attack bearing. It's a life pod. Forget it. We've got... Devil 4 is hit by laser fire. Leaving a trail of flaming... Particles. The two remaining craft continue the assault. Devil 2 and Pilot Leader watch the remains of Devil 4 disappear. The general appears over one of the monitors. I've always loved that in Star Wars where uh, they're like, I'm not reading any life forms. Let it go. Like, don't waste laser ammo. (laughs) We're just the evil galactic empire. What if we run out of laser shooties? Not worth my time. It might take batteries, man. You never know. Oh, they get paid by the bullet. (laughs) By the laser bolt? (laughs) Analysis indicates transformer code 03 is the main relay. Hit it and the whole thing goes dead. We're on our way. Governor's Quarters, Royal Space Fortress. A row of monitors and the main overhead lights go on, and a trooper appears on one of the screens. Internal relays operative. All power restored, all contaminated areas sealed. An officer appears on another monitor. Only two enemy craft remain. We calculate victory by 0300. General Vader switches to another monitor. Alert the invasion forces. Turning to the governor. The planet is ours. A three-hour war. A three-hour war. War. (laughs) (laughs) You expected longer. Die or not, we've beaten him, and the culture is intact. A truly great prize for the kingdom. We, they have a treasure of biotic science, genetics, cloning. They've added 200 years to a lifespan. Remember, you must capture at least one member of the royal family alive. The Tanawi family has ruled this system for 10,000 years. That people will follow no other. If the royal line is broken, there is a good chance the entire population will destroy themselves and their knowledge before submitting to our rule. 
<laughs> you didn't get me that time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice work, Joe. That's my character arc. Hell yeah. I just, on that one, I could really hear George fucking like hitting those keys. And I got to get all this information out. He's just giving Vader like a video game rules. Like you have to capture at least one member of the royal family. The rest can die. Then exposition, exposition. I'm inventing the cutscene. <laughs> That's a good bit. I like that. <laughs> The general is interrupted by a call on one of the monitors. We've received a planet. We've received a message from the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Have some more wine, Josh. You know what? Oh, fuck. This, hey, this I feel like my performance is good. So what if I'm in some more? <laughs> nah, he's got the C3 We've received a planet. <laughs> We've received a planet. Who's going to sign for this? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta leave characters. this at the fucking drop off war room underground fortress Tanawi general Skywalker watches a giant computer display of the space fortress mapped by the starships an aide approaches I'll be the aide okay. sir the king's convoy has destroyed a Okay, I thought I was misreading shit, but I'm nope. not. Sir, nope. the King's Convoy has destroyed at Calden. All the bodies were contaminated. I will audience with the Queen. Who knows of this? Many. It came through civilian sources. Confine Senator Sandage to his quarters. Use any pretext. Where is the Senator now? Sandage and several other Senators enter the computer station. Okay, I think I was Sandage... Was that the one that I did as as uh, Jafar? I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Uh, was that the, the he's the overall bad guy, like the advisor to the king? That's like all all fucky. He's like, oh, yeah. Fucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. We just had a we just had an exchange between two characters where he's like, "Hey, they blew up the entire King Brigade at this city," and he's like, "Who knows about it?" He's like, "The city, <laughs> the whole city knows." Because <laughs> this the shit was on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's trending. What fucking purpose was that question? What purpose was he like? Is it, was Obi Wan about to cover it up? <laughs> like, on, on, space, on space Twitter. Yeah. There's a space king. Might as well be a space Twitter. Space Twitter makes sense. No, not that one. Sandage and several other senators enter the computer. Several other, like, uh, how many characters can I get in here right fucking now? How many more plastic molds do I have? <laughs> Right here, General. It's over. We've already relayed peace terms to the kingdom, and they've been accepted. Your war has ended. The General is angry and stands, pointing at the Senators. They jump back as if the General were pointing a gun at them. Senator, this war isn't over. It's just begun. I take my commands from the royal family. The Queen concurs. I have her written decree. It is to be implemented immediately. I order you to cease the attack. Not likely. Treason? Revolution? The people won't follow you, General. Nor will your troops. I suggest you follow your orders. General Skywalker stands angrily pondering the situation. <laughs> Sandage and the other senators are tense. About this? <laughs> the city. <laughs> Sandage and the other senators are tense, a little afraid that he might cut them down on the spot. Well, General. Life pod, green sky over Tanawi. Don't forget, guys, Tanawi has skies. That are green. Oh, that's fucking crazy, man. There's I've another planet that. with skies that are red. 
George was like, planets should have different colored skies, so we know they're different. I mean, it's one way. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody spray paint those bushes. (laughs) (laughs) The reddish-yellow mass of Tanawi seems to engulf the tiny life pod containing the two fleeing androids as it descends into the greenish atmosphere. It's desertion! They'll destroy us! How could this happen? That's funny. The damage doesn't look as bad from out here. See? That line stayed in. So did R2's. Tanawi Starships. Pilot Leader and Devil 2 make a second dive on the now smoldering Transformer area. All firing from the fortress suddenly stops. Pilot Leader looks back to his navigator, who is equally puzzled. The two fighters continue to attack the now silent fortress. Uh, I don't get it. What do you think, boss? General Skywalker appears on the monitors. Base 1 to Devil Leader. Scramble code Niner. Break your attack and return to base. Repeat. Break your attack. Confirm. They're hurt, sir. But they'll still have power. You should finish. We should finish. Break off. The war is over. Run on white lights. Get back here, Mace. We're going to need you. Confirm, Base 1. We're on our way. Did you copy, Devil 2? Roger, boss. The two starfighters break off the attack and start back toward the planet. Without warning, the fort directs concentrated fire at the two starfighters. Devil 2 instantly bursts into flame, then disintegrates. Pilot Leader's tail section is hit, and the ship pinwheels toward the planet. Blood covers Pilot Leader's immobile face. We're under fire! They're still shooting! I thought it was over! We're hit! We're hit! Pilot is dead! Ejecting! So much shit just happened (laughs) in one paragraph. There have been 40 pages of nothing. And then in one paragraph, everything happened. I still have no idea what's going on. The dead (laughs) pilot leader is jettisoned free of the craft, but the navigator's eject panel is dead. Oh, no! He struggles with it, then bangs on the canopy to no avail. Let me out of the spaceship! Stupid spaceship! The navigator is still trapped in the craft when it explodes, leaving only a puff of pink smoke reflected in the rim light of the planet. That's Dude. weird. When he set off a flare in the canopy, <laughs> like, like he's trying to get out of the cockpit, he's like, shit! <laughs> Can this just fill in the cockpit with smoke? Pink smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Desert near outpost. Outpost. Tonawi. Pilot leader's dead body drifts toward his arid mother planet. Dude. Can we talk about George's extensive use of corpses in this script? There's lots of dead bodies in the script. There are a lot of dead bodies. And I get the impression that he wasn't like stormtrooper helmeting them yet. So like these are like humans. Corpses. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing like the faces of dead people everywhere. I'm a businessman. I struck up a deal paid by the word. They are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's some grim shit happening. That's all I'm saying. No, it's this, this whole thing is just, it's everything and then nothing and then everything and then fucking nothing. And then five more characters talk about shit. That's going to happen in 10 seconds. And then it happens. Oh yeah. And he like, creates a character just to come in and say one line and leave and never be seen again. Like, dude, give that duty to someone that already exists. Yeah, there's, I guarantee you people listen to this that aren't reading along or looking at this script. We're just doing the same voices for like five different fucking characters. I'm out of people. I don't even know this many people. Yeah. To like have a fucking impression of it. So they might, they might as well just have the same fucking, might as well just be the same character. And, and, the thing is that, like, I feel like George has a huge extended family, and he just promised mm-hmm. all his cousins and nephews that they could be in a movie. 
<laughs> I was actually gonna name the uh, the die the Lucases, but uh, <laughs> they won't let me do. It. <laughs> They're like, use the Lucas. Use the Lucas, Luke. <laughs> Lucas. Oh. Automatic rockets kick in occasionally to direct and soften the landing. Two gray-clad troopers stand next to a military land speeder, watching the descending air warrior through electro-binoculars. Mace's corpse hits the ground rather hard, creating a whirlwind of dust, and the two troopers rush over to the pilot. The younger of the troopers, a young boy in his teens, cradles the dead star pilot in his arms and begins to cry. Papa! That was supposed to be Han. Like, <laughs> he's dead. I think Han Solo actually is in the script. Is he? I thought he was. They they were doing the pilot to make him sound like fuck. Whatever. I oh, think there's okay. another character later named Han Solo. Fuck, sure there is. How wouldn't there be? <laughs> War room, underground fortress, Tanawi. General Skywalker sits alone, meditating in the deserted war room. Montrose approaches the con- the contemplative general. No sign of Captain Valor or the princess. There was much damage in that area. The queen will see you at ten hundred. The general doesn't reply. Assembly, departure area, Royal Space Fortress. General Vader stands behind a row of men at computer control panels overlooking a huge assembly of troop, tanks, and transports. A commander reports to the general. All enemy craft destroyed. First and fifth division troops and equipment standing by. The general gives a sly smile of approval and takes a microphone from one of the computer technicians. He speaks to the troops and pilots waiting in their huge war machines for the invasion order. The war is won. With the conquering of this system, we have ushered in a new millennium for the new galactic kingdom which will echo throughout the universe. Our reward is the knowledge this system possesses. This planet must be controlled with a minimum of force, but you must not think lightly of this enemy. They have exacted a heavy toll. Today, you will make the kingdom complete. Do so with pride and care. Vader puts down the mic and turns to his <laughs> commander. Let the invasion begin. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Watch your language, bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bowser, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lights, camera. Action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. 
thoughts so far, gentlemen? Man. It's strange. There are a lot of things happening. And I love that. I script. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. You go. Just, you do. You do your bit, and I'll do my bit. Well, I'll just even like Vader's speech just sounds like it was written by a twelve-year-old that's like trying to come up with a fun space story for like a a two-page fictional story for class. Like conquering this system, we have ushered in a new millennium for the galactic kingdom, and the whole universe will know about it. <laughs> and we get all their knowledge. And you should be proud to have destroyed this planet. Don't ever feel bad about it. I love it. I think it's 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 a lot more interesting than actual Star Wars. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of fucking weird shit. Happen. It kind of reminds me of like if Star Wars and Dune fucked and made a movie. Oh, I, this is this is straight up George wanting to be Frank Herbert. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like once again, I think we made the joke that it's a scratch pad for Star Wars ideas. Like, this was just him jotting down a bunch of like non sequiturs and shit that, that don't yeah. necessarily go together. But he's like, I'll, I'll put, I'll piece them and move them around. But at the same time, I mean, there is a lot of like nonconformity to what movies were at the fucking time. Like, there's political intrigue mixed in with ack ack lasers and. Kids dying and characters that you see more than three times getting fucking shot down and like his men holding him and crying and shit. Like, like there's a lot that he's doing for being like, oh, yeah, you think this is a hokey space story? Well, what if there were stakes? Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we can probably find an analog for every single item that happens in this in a Kurosawa movie. That is yeah. real. That's real. That's yeah, real. for real. Well, and I don't think he was hiding that, right? He went on record as a saying, like, yeah, Seven Samurai and shit, like uh, Yojimbo, like all were like really big, like ideas for him. To, but he just set them in space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Fade so, in. So. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I mean, when you're right, you're right. What am I going to say? Edge of the Dune Sea, Tanawi. Kuro Land. Kuro Land? Like Akiro Kurosawa Land? Oh my God. Easy now. That's good timing. That's some fucking fucking Shonstradamus shit. Kuro land or no man's land where the rugged desert mesas meet the foreboding doom sea. The two helpless astro robots kick up clouds. <laughs> you just called them space robots. I've said space too much. How, what else can I say? Astro. No. Astro droid. Astro droid. Robots. He's just starting at the beginning of the alphabet going at mo bora. <laughs> the two helpless astro robots kick up clouds of dust as they clumsily work their way across the desert coastline. The short A2 struggles desperately to keep up with the long-legged C3. It's not possible. We're not built for this. You're nothing more than a dim-witted emotion brain in Emotion brained intellectual. Why you were created is beyond my logic systems. Thanks to you, we're now deserters and will probably destroy it on site. And on top of that, you're going the wrong way. All this filth is getting The towering C3 stops short and turns on the blabbering mechanical runt. I've had enough of you, you pragmatic nearsighted scrap pile. You go your own way. He picks up the tiny robot and tosses him several feet into a large sand dune. Whoa! <laughs> can you picture that? This is I awesome. Can. This is so <laughs> cool. I would love that George would still have What's-His-Face in the R2 suit. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> his like, name is Kenny like, Baker. Kenny Baker, right? He's like, he's, like, he's like, Kenny, we need you in the suit for this scene. He's like, I, I, do you? I feel like you can just throw the costume. No, Kenny. 
<laughs> you gotta be in it. Someone will tell this story later. Now, Josh, do you know what the original intent for uh, C-3PO to sound like was? No. Uh, used car salesman. That's what George always pictured until Tony Daniels was like, no. A used car salesman that speaks 3,000 languages. Six million form. I'm fluent in over six million forms of communication. <laughs> hey, what do you need? You need me to talk to this machine? Hey, I'll talk to this machine right here. Think about it. Think about like outside the Jawa sand crawler. Sir. Oh. You know, uh, I know this R2 unit over here. He's, uh, we've worked together before. He's pretty good. <laughs> the charismatic astro robot. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's that. But I think Tony Daniels was the way to go. Uh, C3 starts off in the direction of the Dune Sea. A2 is struggling to his feet and shakes a metallic claw arm at his disappearing partner. Oh, <clears throat> you'll be malfunctioning within a day. You're going the wrong way, but your way is always the wrong way. C3 stops and yells to the smaller android. And don't let me catch you following me, begging for help, because you won't get it from me. A2's reply is a rather rude sound, which only an electronic person could make. Fuck he, you! He turns... <laughs> <laughs> he turns and trudges off in the opposite direction into the rocky desert mesas. Dune C, Tanawi. C3, hot and tired struggles up over the ridge of the dune, only to find more dunes, which seem to go on for endless miles. He looks back in the direction he came. That's you. Yeah. You little malfunctioning twerp. This is all your fault. You tricked me into going this way, but you'll do no better. He sits in a huff of anger and frustration, knocking the sand from his joints. Desert Mesa, Tanawi. A2 stumbles through a narrow canyon until he climbs over a small boulder and sees before him a sight he first thinks is a mirage. Nestled in a rock formation is a deserted land speeder. Once the little robot is convinced that he is alone, he approaches the battered speeder and begins to analyze it. He climbs into the pilot's seat and attempts to start the unfamiliar transport. He hears a sound and stops for a moment. He sees nothing, so he continues to fiddle with the control panel until the speeder lurches forward with a start, banging into a large rock. The stubby android is shaken, but neither he nor the speeder seems to be damaged. Shivers run down A2's metal spine. What? 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 That's not how that works. Nope, that's not how any of that works. <laughs> Why did they program me with fear? <laughs> <laughs> What is my purpose? It does spread butter. Oh my god. If he has a spine, it can be broken, right? <laughs> I'm getting goose pimples somehow. Wow, ow, ow. Why does love hurt? Why did they program me to feel pain? <laughs> and again, he has an eerie feeling that he is being watched. Robots with intuition? These are I mean, some fucking advanced robots. Like, okay, but this—I mean, I'm sorry, he, Astro robots. He did do this in the movie, though, right? Like, because he was going through the canyon with the sand people, and he was like looking around, like, yeah. But we can we can imagine that he's using sensors and picking up some sort of actual sign of someone mm. around, not going, wow, I got the willies. I got a bad feeling about this. I got the space willies. <laughs> I don't know why I got feelings. Space willies. Space willies is good. That's a bar. <laughs> it's a bar at uh, 10th and Peachtree, probably. Uh, Dexter or Dexter Jector <laughs> ran it. If, uh, if, if you guys aren't aware, 10th and Peachtree is uh, Atlanta's famous uh, gay district. Where the crosswalks are painted in rainbow colors and stuff. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Right I by the, flying, the, the flying biscuit. Yes, right yeah. there. Yeah, the flaming biscuit now. Oh, girl. Uh, 
I and he's thinking shit's a mirage. Like I just don't get any of this being applied to robots. Anyway, he slowly looks around and sees a large man, Captain Valor, standing directly behind him. He is startled, then terrified. Where where's your master? Wait. Justin You're you're Justin's dad. I'm Justin's oh, yeah. dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the Japanese guy. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Uh, was Justin was Justin Christopher Walken? No, no, no. no. Justin was teenage boy. Yeah, he's Where the one whose master? brother got blown up in the beginning. Yeah, you yeah, remember? Yeah. I remember. I played Justin too. Okay, hit it then. Where is your master? The little robot clicks and rattles, but doesn't speak. Can't you speak? How do you relate your data? You're a Corallian manufacturer. You should be able to talk. Are you damaged? Valor pokes at the machine, but doesn't see any damage. A2 eyes him suspiciously. The robot turns with a start and discovers a young girl, Princess Zara, has been standing next to him for some time with a bag of peas on her face. (laughs) Well, General, who's your friend? I don't know. He doesn't seem to be able to talk. Damaged, probably. Jettisoned from a damaged ship. What do you intend to do with it? We'll take it with us. Could be a storehouse of valuable information. Justin guides the android into a small luggage area behind the front seat, then hops into the driver's seat. I don't want to ride with that thing. I I order you to destroy it immediately. (laughs) Get in. We've got to hurry. We're going to make it across the dune hedge by nightfall. You're coming one way or the other. Will you join us peaceably? Okay, says the guy who punched her in the fucking face. Yeah, and he's letting he's maintaining that role of dominance. Yeah, yeah you gonna come peaceably this time, or I'm gonna have to slap a bitch again? Yeah, yeah. he's not. A- he's not asking. He's like, got to like, get her across <laughs> the douche hedge. <laughs> Are you gonna come peaceably, or I'm gonna have to rape you again? That's right. He's not like he's not like leaving her an option. He's like, listen, you can come, or you can come, and I hit you. Also, what's her problem with droids? Well, I don't want to ride with that thing. Destroy it immediately. She's trying to force some sort of agency in this kidnapped scenario. She's trying to like maintain a level of uh, like sanity. So she's just like, whatever she can get away with, she's going to try to get away with. And I does this is this scene where George was like, I think uh, the idea of a robot that can't talk is pretty funny. Well, because because why would he? She's like, why are you taking that? And he's like, it's full of shit. I might want to study later. And she's like, is this really the time? Like, <laughs> like I get, he's like, nah, I could, I could use this later. I'm going to fuck that robot. I mean, I, there's a robot in my car. Well, what am I going to do? <laughs> One of us is having sex. <laughs> <laughs> that claw looked pretty sexy. <laughs> The princess reluctantly gets into the speeder, and it starts with a jolt. Land speeder, desert mesas, Tanawi. The speeder flies along, a foot or so above the landscape. You're such a barbarian. I'll have my father cut you into little pieces when we get back, and I'll take pleasure in feeding you to the Gonthas a, a little bit every day. I may save your eyes, though. I'll have them petrified and made into a necklace. Your sweetness is only surpassed by your beauty. Just try to remember, I'm only following orders. Oh no, Paul, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best fucking retort to anything ever. That's good. Fuck that. <laughs> it's like, not only are you a fucking cunt, but you're ugly as fuck too. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna like, this would be like two 15 year old kids, right? 15 year old actors. And they're like giving each other like old married couple shit. Like, yes. <laughs> your sweetness is only surpassed by your beauty, darling. <laughs> but you guys should really read the rest. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> because it gets so much better. I'm only following orders, he said. <clears throat> to beat and abuse me. I'm afraid I've only learned one way to treat wild animals. A2 thrashes about, <laughs> trying to relieve the pressure on his cramped leg. Cramped legs? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I wasn't frozen. I was, I was still reeling from that last shit. Anyway, <clears throat> you, you stay out of this. <laughs> Not in front of the children. Someone explain to me how a robot gets cramped legs. I love well, it. We are all over the place right now. Give me. This fucking script is fucking awesome. <laughs> so good. The fuck. All right. He's like, he's, she's like giving him shit. She's like, I'm gonna fucking feed you to my dog. He's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And the robot in the back's like, oh my legs. Yeah. Fuck already. <laughs> oh, Charlie Horse. Uh, Josh, how? What? What would be the awesome level of this script if you were s- totally stone cold sober? Um, uh, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a really good time though, <laughs> and I never plan to find out. <laughs> it's hard watching the fucking original trilogy now. Like, it's like, wow, this is. I, I remember this being so much better than it is. Right. Like, I'm with you on that. I don't know if this is the podcast to say that on, but <laughs> I'm with you, man. That, that original trilogy. There's not a lot that happens. And especially in that first fucking movie. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't do the do the do the really long one. What's the really long one? I remember you had one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's it. it doesn't stop when it should. Just like you. That's me. <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. Dune C. C3 struggles to the top of a large dune. He is dirty and hot. His plight seems hopeless. He searches the horizon for any sign of life. A glint of reflected light in the distance reveals an object speeding toward him. The chrome android waves frantically and yells at the approaching speeder. The sleek land speeder races past him about a hundred yards away. He runs after it, screaming in desperation, until he stumbles and falls head over heels down an enormous sand dune. Silently, the speeder sweeps around in a circle and stops behind the immobile robot. Valor jumps out of the speedster speeder and quickly and is quickly followed by A2. We're in a hurry, remember? If you're going to stop for every unfortunate along the way, we'll never get back. We're lucky you got the speeder running as it is. A2 waddles up to his fallen partner and starts pulling on his leg, then runs up and starts pulling on his arm. Function, function! It's me, come on, function! Well, little my little friend, you've found your tongue. We must help him! We've been lost! Where did you come from? The little robot runs around his fallen partner, giving him small electric charges from his claw hand. C3 shudders from head to toe, then regains consciousness. What happened? You're overheated. Where did you come from? We were jettisoned from 629PR1. I'm unfamiliar. Fuck. I'm fucking it up. (laughs) Obi-Wan. No, I'm unfamiliar just... with that ship. I'm unfamiliar with that ship. What type is it? It's a Class M station, not a conventional craft. Also, can I just bring up real quick George naming this ship 629PR1? Is that a reference? No, it's just a fucking serial number. Come on, oh, that's yeah, not a no, name. That's pretty, no, it's dumb. And he says it like people are supposed to know. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like you know the famous six twenty nine PR one. It's like wow, that's like that's what a- Elon Musk names his kid. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. C three then stands and shakes the young die's hand. I'm C three, human cyborg relations. Your kindness is greatly appreciated. Captain Valor and the two robots walk back to the speeder. Land speeder, Desert Canyon, Tanawi. Both A2 and C3 are stuffed into the tiny luggage compartment. It is late in the day when the speeder rumbles to a stop in a small desert canyon, surrounded by steep cliffs and broken boulders. We'll rest here. At last, the transport is welcome, but my joints are frozen. 
Everyone climbs out of the low-slung speeder. Valor watches the two androids as they stretch their mechanical limbs. I've got a bad case of dust contamination. I can barely move. What a forsaken place this is. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. Sir, could you tell? C3 turns and notices that Valor and the princess have disappeared. He looks all around. Oh, somebody calling a fucking uh, domestic. Where did they go? They've disappeared. Maybe they were attacked. I sense danger. <laughs> Hidden fortress entrance, Desert Canyon, Tanawi. Captain Valor and Princess Zara hurry through a maze of large boulders until they reach a sheer rock face. Valor looks around to see if they were followed. Suddenly, a large section of the rock slides away, revealing a well-lit corridor carved out of the rock. They enter are greeted and are greeted by two jubilant guards. Valor gives them some orders and points in the direction of the speeder. The secret rock door silently slides closed. Main hallway, underground fortress, Tanawi. Captain Valor and the princess are greeted by General Skywalker and Montross. They bow before the princess. General, I want you to do something with this, this barbarian. Where's my father? That's Skywalker. He's just being oh. labeled as general now because oh, George oh, is a fucking idiot. The king is dead, your highness. All anger suddenly drains from the princess. She almost timidly asks the next question. My mother and brothers? She's here. She's safe. So are your brothers. They're in the main chamber. Zara, now looking more like a frightened young girl than a vindictive princess, runs down the... She never looked like a vindictive princess. She looked like a fucking abused princess. <laughs> Help! <laughs> Uh, runs down the hallway toward the main chamber. She vainly attempts to hold back the tears. Desert Canyon, Tanawi. The two puzzled androids sit on the land speeder, pondering the disappearance of their savior. Do you suppose we're in danger? The logic of this environment escapes me. <laughs> Thank you for the non sequitur. You're like Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yay! You did it. <laughs> he got one. <laughs> I thought it was Al Pacino. Oh no! no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's always Al Pacino or Richard Nixon. It's always. <laughs> it's a fun little game I play in my head. We, we should do that. We should have a special episode where we just play Pacino or Nixon. That's it. I'll just say quotes. You guys give me quotes and I won't even know. <laughs> uh, as night begins to fall and the shadows begin to lengthen, the two robots begin to get a little edgy. The sound of approaching feet startles A2 and he ducks behind his taller friend. Two guards approach the robots. You will remain calm, and you will remain here. Certainly. I'm C3, Human-Cyborg Relations. Your kindness is greatly appreciated. A2 sits rather suspiciously behind his extroverted friend. <clears throat> Royal Chamber, Underground Fortress, Tanawi. General Skywalker bows low before Princess Zara. She sits on a raised platform, dressed in the royal robes of a planetary ruler. The queen sits off to one side on a smaller platform. The princess waits for a few moments before she allows the general to rise. Oh, now <laughs> she's Queen Zara. Is this still me? <clears throat> yes, but now you have to read her as Queen Amidala. You mean... The, the Senate has been corrupted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit, you mean Padme's nipples? Uh, that's me. Yeah, that's you. That, she was a senator then. The, the Senate has been corrupted. Uh, they, they cannot rule without your wish. I rule by marriage. With the king dead, I am not Oh, this isn't Zara. Me. This is the queen over to the side. Still read her like this, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? 
Is it Nixon or is it Pacino? <laughs> Pacino. Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. I marriage. I'm the queen now. <laughs> Start. My husband is dead. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> I am not strong enough to stop them. Zara is now the true queen. She must be protected. The line must be preserved. I am placing the future of our people in your hands. You must deliver Zara and her brothers to the Opuhuchi system. Opuhuchi <laughs> 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 system. What the fuck? (laughs) They will be safe there. General, you must understand. I had no alternative but to condone an end to the hostilities. I deeply believe your campaign could have been successful, but there are things that. Skywalker, you're supposed to be cutting her off. My bad. I'm sorry. I fucked up. I'm going to get home. I understand, Your Highness. I know. The Chrome companies on Opahuchi have offered to supply you with the men and ships necessary to return Zara to the throne. Can the Chrome companies be trusted? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows about this? Witness me! <laughs> I'm shiny. <clears throat> the price for their cooperation is high. It is waiting for you in the Med Center Blue. Guarded as you would the princess yourself. No one must know of this mission. There are those among the trusted who do who would wish us ill. Take only two of your best officers with you, the most loyal. May the force of the others be with you. Uh, now you can be Zara. Unless you want Zara. me to take over Zara duties. Fucking go, man. I got like I'm willing to give one up of fifty. Mother, you must not stay. I am too old for such a journey. The kingdom already controls the spaceport cities. You have a long way to travel. It won't be easy. You will have to travel in disguise. I must have full command. No one can suspect wealth or royal training. I fear the new queen will not stand for this. Do not put words into my mouth. I will stand for what is necessary. I feel like she needs something. A, a beating? <clears throat> no, I got it. And <laughs> dresser's nose. Do not put words into my mouth. I will stand for what is necessary. Oh, that's a good valley. <laughs> that's a good valley. I like I've that. got 1.5 million followers on TikTok. Hello. Oh my god, it's just, she's almost lumpy space princess. <laughs> LSP, baby. The general simply smiles. Fade out. I just don't know, guys. I, so I didn't point this out. This is a good time, though. But, you know, he, he brought R2 to the along with him to the cave. He's like, no, I need this droid. She's like, get rid of it. He's like, no, I need this fucking droid. And as soon as he gets where he's at, he's like, man, fuck that droid. <laughs> yeah, both of those droids. <laughs> I don't even know why I had that droid with me. I'm out. Alright, you know those droids I said we had to bring with us? Quick, run around the corner before they see where we've gone. <laughs> let's ditch them. <laughs> he's just a douchebag. Like, he's like, wait, let's carry him with us until he depends on, him, on us and then we'll drop him. None of the actions, motivations, or dialogue from any of these characters makes the first bit of sense in it any context. Like, it feels like the prequels. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. it's fucking Space CNET. <laughs> it's Space CNET. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good. Can the Chrome companies be trusted? What the fuck? The Chrome companies, and my God, if I swear to God, if we have any delegates from these Chrome companies, we have to read them as Trade Federation guys. Yeah. Who's all? <laughs> I do not believe the barriers are I, I do not agree with you and your stupid shit. 
if uh, if people are mad at Jeff for doing his Japanese man voice, we just point them at uh, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Where the bad guys were Japanese salary men. I mean, for real, right? They were. They were just Japanese fucking tradesmen. And at least we don't go so far as to have a character do a straight up fucking minstrel act. Wait, what is that? Uh, Jar Jar. He, he talks like yeah. he talks like yeah. the blackface minstrel acts, like uh, step and fetch it. And piece of, piece of people gonna die. I mean, do you need me to? No. Okay, no, okay. we. Right. No, I was trying that. to. I'm trying to read the room. To <laughs> that level, we shall not stoop. <laughs> um, Josh, buddy, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the world wide web? Oh man, you can reach me at joshuajbaker.com. I'm doing a whole bunch of video work lately. Uh, recently got into doing real estate stuff, which is kind of strange, I guess, with the Rona. Real estate never stopped, but all my event videos and actual production stuff stopped. So trying to pivot into doing that stuff, and it's actually been pretty great. Um, but you can reach me at Josh, J-O-S-H, at JoshuaJBaker.com if you'd like to do any work with me. Wink. Fantastic. And then um, for all your Table Reads stuff, just go to TableReadsPodcast.com. We also have a Patreon you can sign up for, um, and you could be watching us right now if you're signed up on that Patreon. I have also launched a second podcast that I'm working very hard on. Have you seen the new CW show, Stargirl? Yes. Do you like it? If you do, go listen to Stargirl After Show. Uh, You can find all the information on that at stargirlaftershow.com. It's a lot of fun. We have interviews with, like, the whole cast. So hit that up. And Jeff is a person. I, I live... That's that. Um, We'll be back next week (laughs) for uh, more Table Reads goodness. We're going to continue this script for some reason. And we will see you then. And until then, we will miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.